Blog Talk Radio. Oh my God! It's 
so haunting. I mean, once it gets in your head, it's almost impossible to get out of there. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play this for about two minutes, because right at that point, I think the the lyrics are just, uh, that'll give people a taste of what you guys actually have done here, this, uh, I'll call it a monster uh, of what you've created. So we'll just both, uh, all three of us will just kick back and listen uh, to the first uh, two minutes, all right? All right. Okay, here we go. Sarcoma, 
And I forget exactly how I got connected with kids, but I, it may have been they had seen me at some of the uh, benefits I had done for uh, some of the ski clinics for uh, amputees. And uh, lo and behold, I had just started The Bean and was telling everyone, boy, I need somebody to write a song. I need somebody to write a song. And I can't, I was telling the story this morning, I can't remember if who went on first, whether it was you or um, or me, but I just remember I am you know I <laughs> I am not a fan of most rap, uh, and all of a sudden you guys just started rapping up there, and I was like, oh my god, I was you know as transfixed as I am today over this new song, and how um, your approach was is you know as opposed to a lot of anger and everything else, your approach totally reflects the name of who you are, One Love. And I started thinking, oh, my God, if I could get these two to write and record something for me. And you guys jumped right on it, and I think come up, came up with the, the best song ever about Boston in terms of being able to, uh, you know, post those landmarks and everybody's those impressions, those great visual impressions in everybody's head. So that's how we connect, and we did, a, like I said, at the beginning of the show, you did a couple of more songs for me, and then we did these live performances, rented a, a truck, <laughs> and put the, the you guys, oh, yeah. um, and, crazy. you know, 800,000 people at least heard that song uh, all that day. That and so now, you know, this, this hiatus, and then um, Lyrical, I got to go to your site today, and it's just an absolute mind-blower. Uh, about the talent that exists in this great city of ours and to see, you know, your credits. And now that you guys have done this collaboration, um, you know, I think you've come up with really something that's really, really going to go somewhere. Uh, and I'm talking too much, so you guys jump in now and give me your thoughts. Well, I'll, Lyrical, what, I'll, I'll let you, uh, you know, expand upon what Tom was saying um, a little bit, if you have any thoughts on that. Maybe he. We still got him. Let me see if I. Still I don't got know. Him. I don't know. He may. Can you guys hear me now? There he is. I got you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. Definitely. I, I heard all, all what you were saying, and I definitely know the songs you were speaking about too. That, um, that you guys put together, which is definitely great. Um, I think What's like. The words. I think I think what what uh what makes the Renaissance different is that it's um it kind of goes backwards and forwards in time. You know, it's kind of like it could be something that came out a couple hundred years ago or a couple hundred years from now. You know, and that's kind of like what we say in the lyrics. We say like the once and future, which was kind of the whole Excal theme, the movie too that he was speaking about that we referenced. You know, being being called Excal, it just made sense to uh, kind of try to put something together that embodies like a timeless work with all the classical pieces of antiquity, you know what I mean? So, Well, it's like, obviously brilliantly written, and I want to talk more about that. But um, it's, again, I get the chills when I think of all the connecting the dots. I, I guess i got to get this out. I don't know if you've seen uh, Stephen Jobs' um, commencement address to Stanford University, but um, there's a, it's a brilliant piece, and it only runs about 15 minutes, and he makes three points. And one of the points he talked about was exactly what um, what you've written in, in, the, in the piece, and that is about connecting the dots. And he says that life will take you on a journey of connecting the dots, and some of the dots that you meet and connect with along the way will come back later in life and circle back mm -hmm. in ways that will be so mysterious that you'll never be able to comprehend them. But those reconnections will then propel you and guide you on the next part of the journey. 
And uh, I saw that over and over again, Billy, as you know, and Ruby, as you know, with the bean. And, again, <laughs> here we are today, again, reconnecting for who knows where the next part of the uh, the journey is. Uh, I think one of, first of all, hey, Ruby, i got to tell you, when you when your voice comes in on this song, <clears throat> I mean, the song is chilling all the way through, but, you know, you just bring it up uh, a whole, a whole, uh, a new, um, to a whole new level there. Uh, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. And um, so here's, <laughs> here's one of the things that, uh, as, as, as our paths go along, um, you know, I came to your site today, Lyrical, and there you are standing with a very beautiful woman, and, and uh, Billy has a very beautiful woman. And um, I... Uh, it's interesting how I, you know, I looked at some of the the quotes and the articles that were written about you, lyrical, and one mm-hmm. of the one of them was talking about Curtis Mayfield. You know, I mm-hmm. grew up in Roxbury, a white kid growing up in Roxbury during uh, some really difficult times, you know, in the fifties and sixties, and uh, I was exposed to all of that music and right. re- really got it drilled into me in the. Um, the, during the late 60s when uh, there was a club in Boston called the Sugar Shack. And yeah. uh, you guys are, I think, way too young to have ever been there. But it, it was a, a phenomenal a phenomenon, an, an occasion, an occurrence that, you know, seemed like it's talk about stepping out of time. But it was right there at the peak of the OJs and the stylistics and uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. And I saw Curtis mm-hmm. Mayfield wow. there. I saw James Brown there. I mean, it was a club in which 90% of the club was um, was black, and it was you know there were about 10 or 11 of us white folk in there, you know, experiencing this incredible music. So, how did you get? I mean, Billy, I forget your roots. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Chelmsford, on the right next to the Lower Line, and uh, it's funny because I grew up with Polarica, and we didn't really know each other. And uh, he he kind of talks about this. He has a book. You know, uh, I guess you can plug it. He he's got a book out right now. And, uh, he talks yeah. about, talks about all that. Uh, but uh, yeah, we met and uh, same thing. We love the music, so we just kind of dive straight in. It, it's crazy. You talk about connecting the dots and Tom um, to go back to what you were saying about the kids thing. So kids incorporated. Uh, I remember at night I mean, when you were you had a, uh, a comedy set, and I remember thinking to myself, this is, is going to be really lame because it's got to be really toned down and family orientated. And uh, in all honesty, it was hilarious. And I saw that when you approached us about work, and I said, you know, I, I would love to work with this guy as well. And uh, it's just funny how how the circle. The circle goes around and comes back, and now it's kind of cool because we're doing a an interview with, and, and I know I'm friends with both of you guys, Lyrical and uh, and Utah, so it's it's good to to kind of um, come full circle and, and stay productive. Yeah, and, and and well, so I mean, but when you talk about the music, I mean, were you, Billy, were you exposed to the kind of influences I was with uh, Curtis and? Yeah. And, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I love. We we had. Everything, soul music. I mean, my sisters would listen to, you know, they listen to so much music, a little bit of everything. I think Pete was the same way, real open-minded uh, musically. I mean, I don't just like rap. I like 
soul. I like uh, I like uh, big band stuff. Like I'm talking like you know uh, old school stuff like uh, Chattanooga Choo Choo. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. so miracle. Where did you? How did how did this all come to you? Well, I mean, you were, like you said, you were talking about connecting the dots. I mean, he and I basically grew up together, and like you know, like he was saying, I lived on one side of the border, and he lived on the other. And it wasn't until um, I moved and got, you know, I think I met Fee maybe my freshman year in high school at uh, at Chelmsford High, and um, you know, we we were like maybe two of like the only people at that time who were really kind of into hip hop music, and we sort of tried to get everybody into it and you know we had a record out by like our senior year in high school and you know so for us you know um low even chelmsford area it was kind of just at the beginning of the infancy of sort of following hip-hop and when you know mtv started playing mtv raps and everything like that kids got more and more into it but we were kind of like a tangible object for for local kids to kind of look at and say oh look we got some rappers in our hometown you know and so it was right at the time where where hip-hop started to blossom into the early 90s, it really started to explode, and then we got more and more serious with it and just made, you know, ser- more serious hip-hop records. We we both, like, loved music, like Fee was saying, you know, I would try to play, like, musical instruments like guitar or bass, and Fee played drums, and he's from a real musical family, and Ruby has, you know, uh, kind of joined, joined up with us after we got a little bit more polished. But when we first started out, we were just kind of <laughs> going through the motions and doing what moved us, which was everything from funk to rock to hip-hop and just kind of as a hodgepodge, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, as you're telling the story, I, I about a year ago I listened to the uh, Keith Richards book, Life, and, you know, it, <laughs> it kind of sounds like uh, Mick and Keith here. You know, they... They were yeah. always traveling around like one degree of separation from each other, and then, you know. You know what's funny is, is it, no, I'm sorry. No, no. No, I was, I was going to say. I mean, I, I've I've picked up on it kind of with something that sort of moves you, and it's sort of, you know, not to plug my my book, but I really do talk about that thing through through the whole the whole book. It really is about how everything comes back full circle, and it, I mean that's that's not a phenomenon. That's just part of the underpinnings of the world that we live in. It's just when you stop and notice it, you know, and like in Fee's line about connecting the dots, it's like you don't have to connect the dots. You can kind of go through life blindly and not paying attention to all those things. But like you even just coincidentally just mentioned my wife that you saw on my website i mean i i wouldn't have met her if it wasn't through music through fee and rubia's uh they were in a group um called something yes, fate review together yeah is so that right my oh my god and, what a great and story the name of the, even the name of the group tempting fate review you know what i mean and just if, if he if he wasn't kind of very similar to how i uh, similar to how i met well, you it was very similar to how i met uh her and uh and uh, Frank, who was running the group, you know, if he would be like, I'm doing this cool project, you should come check it out. And I was doing a million and one things, and which is kind of my MO. And I just said, oh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go by. I'll check this out one time. And, you know, and I ended up meeting my wife through it. And we just had a baby who's now 15 weeks old, you know. So it's crazy, man, you know. It is crazy. And that's one of the things that, you know, I mean, just uh, scintillating about this song and, you know, for all the layers that it possesses. And, okay, I guess this is a good time to ask a question. By the way, I do have a caller waiting, and she's uh, been so patient right now, but I'm going to bring her in as we start to delve into the metaphysical because she's a, a very psychic lady, and I knew she'd get a kick out of all of this and maybe able to add a little spin to it philosophically and, and uh, spiritually. But um, what the hell were you guys into the day that you wrote this thing? I mean, you know, I've experienced... Billy Billy tells me he's a fan of the things that I've written in the past, and I 
that it comes from the highest compliment of all because of the way that I know he's able to pen and Ruby is able to pen. But what the heck was going on that night or nights that yeah. you guys put this together? I mean, what what happened? That's a good question. Uh, you know, and it, it, that's it's funny because it is it is pretty funny. You don't normally hear classical hip hop songs, right? And right. especially with all the spirituality and, and stuff that we're talking about. But I think it was a time, for me personally, where I was kind of exploring all that. Everything we're talking about, I was exploring my spirituality. And he's, you know, philosophical. The lyrical is. He does. He's always uh, thinking about um, the world and the way in, in which, you know, we operate in the world. So I think it was natural that I, I want to do another song like that, uh, similar. That song is 15 years old. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Yeah, that song is not not something we recently recorded. It's uh, it's just funny. I I did a show. I was telling Fee I did a show the other night, and just you know that song is my favorite song that I've ever been involved with, bar none. You know, I and can I've see been why. <laughs> I've been involved with a lot of songs, and and just the way it, it grew. And you know, I I would want to say one thing is like when we were looking for a place to even live, you know, I came across this spot called Mass Mills in downtown Lowell. It just kind of resonated with me. And I, you know, I, I, I mentioned this too in the thing I just wrote. I, I, I say that I found out my, my Greek ancestors on, on my mom's side, they actually were hired to put the, the words up on the building, like that say Mass Mills, which is kind of, you know, going back to the whole spiritual realm of things. And, and, you know, you know the story of the mill girls that worked in those things, and yeah, some of them losing yeah. their life, losing fingers or whatever. We lived yeah. up on the top floor penthouse. So we, we got a place basically that none of us could afford. And I kind of said to Fee and to Syntax at the time, hey, man, if you got a little bit, I can probably afford to get this place, and it would be real inspiring and inspirational to be up on top of the city looking over Jack Kerouac Park and, you know, um, kind of funny for me because I was always talking about, and Fee was as well, we were talking about the future in that song quite a lot. And, you know, I, I moved there thinking that someday maybe I'd be able to, maybe it'd be real cool if I could inspire kids, like maybe work at the high school and then Middlesex Community College was across the street. And I was like, man, it'd be cool if I could be there someday. And I actually did get to go on to do those things. And that kind of launched my um, sort of professor side, you know. So it was kind of cool. It was sort of foreshadowing a lot of stuff that's kind of come full circle. And here we are, like you said, 15 years later talking about it. Well, how come the songs just get, was, was the music with the song uh, at the time, 15 years ago? Yeah, but what we did was, like, we, we made, like, a, a bunch of songs we, that we put out the record that did real well for us, and that was kind of the one we had in the shoot. And that was about, like, in 96, 97, we started recording a lot of those songs. I mean, they can tell you the story as well. And then, you know, those are the ones we had in the shoot that we never put out. And then we started doing, um, you know, that's when One Love kind of born. moved to Cambridge and started doing stuff with uh, I started originally do solo stuff and then got up with another group called Invasion. And it kind of just got put on the back burner. And neither of us ever got a chance to put it out until I did an album in 2005 called Infinity. And we put it on as a hidden track. And the album featured me kind of like driving in my car with me, kind of as the backstory to the whole album. And, you know, we kind of stumble across like, oh, look, look at this Excalibur stuff. Oh, let's pop this in. And so those are hidden tracks, um, those two tracks that never came out. And so every now and then, you know, Fear, I would, hey, you guys should check out the Renaissance, or we'll throw it on a social network site. And I just recently did a show. I did that. People started paying attention to it all. And it has like a thousand views in like a week. So we're like, wow, it's cool. Oh, yeah, this is this baby's going. <clears throat> and maybe that's the whole thing is the timing. Uh, uh, and, again, I'm going to have Rosemary come in in a, in a few minutes here. But, uh, you know, I've, I've – <laughs> I've, uh, uh, this, this whole trip that Billy saw and Ruby saw with the Bean, which was an extremely exciting time, and 
you know, I started, I, I, I came from a place where, you know, I, I had faced a lot of adversity as a kid and always heard people. The first thing that, uh, question I asked when they told me they were going to remove my leg was, would I be able to r- ride a bike again? And the doctor mm. said, impossible. And uh, about two months later, I drove the bicycle into his office and proved them wrong. <laughs> so I learned at a really early age uh, that, you know, any obstacle is probably, most obstacles are overcome, you know, especially if you can put them in your head and do them. And so I lived a, an extremely successful life based on this, you know, steadfastness and, you know, putting my will and and really uh, read a lot of things along the way, which made me think that I was totally in control. <laughs> and uh, the experience with the bean, which was totally magical, Billy knows about a lot of the crazy things that happened. And to have it not succeed on my time uh, was pretty humbling. And so I started, I stumbled into more and more readings. And basically I'm at the point at this place in life where you start to understand exactly what you're talking about in this thing about fate. Uh, about the future, about the past, and you start to understand that there's a force greater than you driving the bus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what it appears to me with your song is it's, you, first of all, you guys were meant to meet. Ruby and B- Billy were meant to meet. You and your wife were meant to meet. You were meant to work, live where you live. You were meant to, and, you know, I wonder sometimes, you know, people say, well, I always thought that. Yeah, but where did that thought come from? It came from down in your gut. I mean, to me, it's your soul telling you this is what we're going to do. <laughs> mm. And so I never wanted to be a comedian. And through a videotape in uh, during the MTV days and the, the time when cable first came in, and one, the funniest person in Massachusetts, Showtime cable thing. And the next thing I know, I was on the stage in comedy clubs. And really, <laughs> it was so blinding and so fast, I didn't even know how I got there. And when I look back, one of the spiritual teachers I listened to over the past few years said something that was really amazing. He said that if you live your life with the intentionality of love and peace, etc., he said, you will find that the phone will ring. Mm. And he was extremely – and when I went back through my life, I went, oh, my God. Every, every major turning point, every shift, every connection like Billy talks about in the lyrics – happened through some kind of crazy phone call, visit, whatever. And you guys can probably relate to that yourselves. Definitely. You know, um, can we go over, can we go over, before I bring Rosemary in, in um, we're going to go over time because I want to, uh, and they allow us to, if that's okay with you guys. Sure. Are you having a good Definitely. time? Billy, did we lose yep. Billy? No, he's still no, here. Right. Okay, cool. Can, um, how about we go over some of the lyrics? Yeah, Billy, you sure. want to? Uh, who starts? Who starts the song off? Uh, that's me. All right. You want to? Don't want a quest for Merlin. Yeah, and, I, and I, I want to say this. I want to say this, Tom, because uh, we were talking about that uh, the whole Renaissance and how it was recorded uh, a while ago. And it's funny that I said to Pete the other day. I said, uh, "Yeah, how, how come people are just getting it now?" You know, right. but uh, I think the Renaissance, the song of the Renaissance is having a Renaissance. <laughs> so who oh, knows yeah. where? Right, the Renaissance is happening. And when I got a chance to read the lyrics as opposed to listen to them, you know, I'm going, oh, my God, they're right. I mean, if this is what everybody's been talking about, 2012, you know, the light, the, the new transition, the new, uh, we're, we're moving into the, the age of light. We're moving into the age, you know, another age of reason, more beyond reason. Uh, we foreshadow it, too. I mean, 
we definitely Go foreshadowed ahead, in the song. I was saying we definitely foreshadowed that in the song too. We kind of had the feeling because it was so different when we were making it. We loved it. We didn't know if anybody would would like like the way we did. And we say it all throughout the lyrics. I mean, if you read the lyrics carefully, we're always talking about like, you know, it's like a future model. You know, for people, the future generations will get down with it. You know, we kind of say that throughout the song, which is kind of cool. And um, yeah, you know, and when I was reading it, it's like you you do it with such. I mean, there's a subtlety to it, but there's also a real force behind it. It's like, this is going to happen, folks, which is what, you know, if anybody's reading any kind of spiritual works these days, I mean, that's the recurring theme over and over again. Mm. We're not even going to listen to that. They're going to allow us to go past here. So, Billy, you want to start doing a few of the lyrics? Sure. Uh, if, I can, if I can, I'd like to start kind of halfway through. Good. Okay. Uh, in, in, in a portion of the song, I talk about traveling through time in space. And I say, uh, travel we like this from flat flat, like there's a journey, science to connect the that. And we, we kind of talked about that uh, earlier. And I, I don't feel like, you know, uh, this is our first time around. I think that you have a lot of the DNA and genetics from people that live here, and you have that knowledge. That's uh, why things mutate, that's why things adapt. And we, humans think too much sometimes about, uh, they just, they don't break it down into its basic form. And I think that we can confuse ourselves by thinking too much, but really it's instinctual. Um, and then I go on to talk about uh, how life is 360. The round table keeps turning 360 like Merlin. Um, and I'm just talking about the old to the new, as as, as Pete said. Miracle had discussed earlier. It's all timeless. We're here for a sliver of time, but I don't think that that's it. I think there's more. The spirit lives on. And basically, that's what I'm kind of communicating to the lyrics. Right, exactly. Uh, Lyrical, you want to add more, some more to that? Yeah, I mean, and, and I'd say too that, like, you know, the way, the way we're sort of complimenting each other on, on each per, part, too. One, one interesting thing is, like, we actually did research for the song, which is kind of funny because the intro line that Fee says and the intro line that I say, um, I think if you have the lyrics, you'll notice they're in italics because they're book titles. So when we start, um, like, I say, looking for author, and that's an actual book. And so we actually referenced and footnoted academically <laughs> the, the books that we had read for backstories about, um, about he read all about Merlin and I read all about Arthur. And yeah. um, you'll notice on his intro line that, uh, if he, uh, you know, if, if, um, if he kicks his intro, maybe later you'll be able to hear it. But anyways, um, a different part of the song I say that kind of ties in with he said, I said, um, a higher calling, sure is the world itself revolving, evolving like Charles Darwin, solving the Kabbalah, taking you farther, poetical Vasco da Gama, at first it seems ridiculous, like Nicholas Copernicus, but then it's on, here it comes, the renaissance, shaping your mind, and clay the wall, the way to a manual Kant, once in future, Ufa, Martin Luther, Lord, applaud, nailing metaphorical scriptures upon your church door. No. <laughs> All right. I, again, I want to go back to what the heck shifted when? Because uh, I know myself. You know, any writer will know. You I mean you, you really you, you you struggle, you struggle, you struggle. It's your ego starting to get into the book, and then all of a sudden that magic happens, and you connect with the muse of some sort, and all of a sudden it's automatic. I mean, you guys must have hit the automatic part when you did this. Yeah, we yeah. we were. I think I think a big part of it was like. 
we we knew that when we were making those songs, especially that one. There was one other song called One Life that we did that's just very similar. And but um, we knew that it was like sort of the embodiment of where we lived at the time. What, we were trying to portray Lowell as the new Camelot, and that it was like the urban version of Camelot, and that we've come back once again. Like he was talking about through the DNA, that we we've come back to sort of resurrect that same sort of vision and feel of. I don't want to say righteousness, but if you read into you know King Arthur was kind of like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like when he came back, it was like, you know, the lands were green again, you know what I mean? And when he went away, it was all like disparaged yeah. and for naught. And we were trying to, you know, and Lowell was going through an artistic renaissance at that time. When we moved into the Mass Mills, they were starting to make an artist community and so forth. And uh, we were just, you know, grasping on to what was in the air at that time. And plus, you know, like Fee said, we were really into, I'd always been into philosophy and, um, you know, we went through courses and so forth and I even went to a funeral home <laughs> which had yeah, well, nothing I mean, but spirituality you're talking, about, you're talking about Immanuel Kant and I'm like man not many people can get Kant and his categorical imperative I said these guys were really into something at the time um, hey listen That's I got um, would you like to take a caller sure. I've got yeah. Rosemary uh, from Maine and I just met Rosemary last week through one of those connection weird things and yeah. Rosemary I'll let her Hey, I'll just put, see if I can get her on here. Let's see if we can get her. Rosemary, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Hi there. You having some fun listening to this? I have. Oh, yeah. This has been awesome. I, uh... Now, uh, we met last week, and one of the things that you warned me about before I we, we did a show together was that you, um, you're you a psychic. And... Um, so I want to get your impressions. Obviously, this is a very deeply spiritual song. And uh, um, anything, anything you might want to add at this point? I, I find it in the most. The, the word that came to my mind was phenomenal. I I was listening to this, and I was listening to them go go over their lyrics, and it's just you know, it's something you don't hear every day. And I I have to say, I wasn't just listening with my ears. I was listening with my soul with with I because what we are is we're all spirit we're all just we're we're soul and that's that's where we get touched for certain by certain things that's my opinion but um the, these guys are awesome uh, that's, that's, uh, that's all I can say you know they're great and like you said I I have to say I I don't listen to a lot of that my biggest I have to say, the biggest fan right now is Michael Fronte's Spearhead. I'm really into him. Um, I've been listening to his music a lot, and uh, so I, you know, I have a very broad spectrum of music that I do listen to. And this, this right here, um, oh yeah, I, I this song is just I, I recognize a lot of the word, a lot of the names, a lot of a lot of things in there. I recognize and and uh, yeah. Uh, it's one of the. It's it's a blown away thing, yeah, definitely. And what do, what do you think about the, uh, the which is kind of shocked me today the fact that this was written uh, quite a while ago, but now it seems to be resurfacing. I mean, you can probably add something to that. How you feel? Okay. I mean, because you're but you're in touch with all of that. It, it's surfacing for a reason, definitely. I mean, it's definitely that everything seems to be coming out of um, how can I put it? Paint a picture here. Um, you know, different corners, different, you know, it, it's kind of like, I'm just going to put a very simple thing. You're going through a box and you come across something you think you'd never find. You think you lost it and it's gone forever. You come across it. Well, this, this is, this is that, you know, a lot of things coming around. And this right here 
I mean, I would just want to and just continue to listen to over and over again and keep getting, you know, there's a message there that keeps going out. So definitely. That's uh, so what I'm going to, I think we should probably close it up before they shut me down here. Uh, I, we have to do another one because we didn't get anything out that I wanted to. I mean, we got a lot accomplished. Uh, I'll tell you what I will say. This is going to be the first download uh, to my uh, smartphone that I will ever have purchased. So congratulations, guys, because I want to – I have now have a car that I can, you know, play, um, and it'll come through the speakers in the car. So I'm going to be listening to this probably every day for a long time. Uh, anything that, uh, Billy, or uh, Lyrical, you want to add here? Well, Ruby? I just want to thank Rosalie and thank yourself. And uh, it inspires us to keep making music like this. If, if people are paying attention and they get what we're saying, it's inspiration to us as well. It goes both ways. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's why I wanted Rosemary's input. Go ahead, Lyrical. Oh, uh, yeah, I was just going to say thanks for having us. It, it always feels good to when people appreciate your music. Um um, my, my, my book is called Put Them All to Shame. It comes out Tuesday online. Um, it comes packaged with a, with, with a new album and, um, yeah, pick it up if you're feeling it. It's called Put Them All to Shame and it's on like, you know, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes and Noble, all that kind of stuff. So is it, uh, is it uh, a written book or is it also audio? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a written book. And if you, if you buy the ebook online, when you click the song, uh, the chapter titles, you'll, you'll be able to hear the songs. And, um, if you, if you put a hard copy of me on my website or something, then it it ships out with the hard copy CD as well. It's so. called Put Them Put Them to Shame. Uh, put them all to shame. Yeah, um, I, I know shame. it's searchable now. Yeah, it's searchable now, but it won't really be out till Tuesday. So um, you can't really like download it or anything until then, unless people get on the ProfessorLyrical.com site or something like that. You can order you can order like a hard copy. But I have hard copies, but I don't have the e versions or the you know the iTunes stuff until Tuesday. Okay, so it can go down to Kindle or whatever and. Yeah, yeah, all that. Great. Great. Super. Uh, uh, Ruby, how about you? I thank you for having us. Yeah, this was fun to listen to and fun to be a part of, and I'm glad you appreciate the song. Um, and I was glad to be a part of it and, and see, you know, things resurface. Good to know that um, that people listen and appreciate appreciate what you do. It's yeah, well, it is. It is the Renaissance. I I can't thank you guys enough. And uh, will you come back and do it again? Yes. Sure. Only if Ruby sings the opera part live. All right. <laughs> we'll do that. Hey, this has go. been a blast. I, I covered most of the things I wanted to talk about, but there's so much in this and so many stories around this that uh, I, we have to do it again. So thanks, guys. I think this is a, a really good hit. Thank you. All right, peace. Definitely. Nice All right, bye-bye. Yeah, me. The world keeps turning, burning seeds. 
smoke The necromancer Philly fast sticks till my lungs obtain cancer Looking for author Dragon of the pen I be the author Don't have to wear a collar Around my neck to be a scholar In the Bible I delve I see disciples of twelve Like Crown Knights from Camelot I lance a lot among myself Lance a lot with Lord To vocally callous The palace of x No absence of malice Just blood stains Pains and cobblestones Camelot, Lowell, O.L. Broken down home Looking for knowledge In esoteric schools I find in colleges Digging the cockeologists Through layers of my consciousness Help through the ages By the wizards and the sages Through the pages of the almanacs The farmers and astrologers Travel we like tears From spot to spot Life is a journey Trying to connect the dots Arrive at a memorial Trees burning The round table keeps turning 360 like Merlin Messenger come to the beat Of the trouble To new ones of you Sure you can get Scripture elixir, you can lick all Swallow, but tomorrow you'll be sleeping in your hollow Toss my lyrics in a bottle, twist me I'm like Aristotle for the people of tomorrow To follow for future models Twelve apostles, disciples, nights for all the months Just remember in December, Spectre Renaissance Turning black wax to 